Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say Josh? Josh. Widdicombe. Widdicombe. And can you say Rob? What? Beckett. Beckett. Well done, Finley. She came in at the end, didn't oh, she? To claim all the credit? Sounds like she was praising a dog for having a shit. <laughs> hey, Josh. Why, why do you say that, Rob? Why is that the first thing oh, that jumps into your head? I can't. I'm training a dog, mate. No, I've got a dog now. I like Keanu Reeves in a John Wick. Got a little dog. My little mate. <laughs> On Wallace and Gromit. Hi, Josh and Rob. We've been avid followers of the podcast from the beginning when we were locked down with a three-year-old. Oh, this is... Me and my husband are both Christian ministers. Your podcast has helped us through when parenting for the first time and served the growing need of our community felt overwhelming. You gave us laughs we needed. Sorry for swearing, guys. Um, Oh, fuck off. Don't listen. Not my problem. (laughs) This is our 20 month, <laughs> I think. You stop counting in months after one. It was just started copying everything we say. P.S. We've bought both your books, so pretty sure we deserve a shout out, Rachel and Tom. Thank yes, you. Yes, Rachel and Tom. I'm glad that we're big in the minister community. Yeah, I'll keep, keep the religious guys on side. Always have. No, not really got, uh, don't really dabble in it myself, but um, I haven't got a problem with it. That's my view on religion. Exactly. My view is. Do you want to know my view on religion, Rob? What's that? I don't have the brain power to know whether there is or isn't a god. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to stake my number either side. No, well I treat religion a bit like veganism. It's probably the right thing to do, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, on the subject of veganism. Okay, go on. Hello to Lisa Ranganathan. Oh yes. <laughs> who is a is a, is a long-time listener of the show, much to her husband's annoyance. Yeah, Romesh texts both of us. It livid that Lisa Ranganathan. Hi Lisa, how hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um we would just like to um publicly offer you the opportunity to come on the show. Yeah. And we can chat about you um, and your lovely three children and how you deal with them and things that annoy you about your partner, Romesh, and how he parents. So, Lisa, if you're listening, you've got our numbers. Just let us know. We'll get you on the show. Maybe a Christmas special. Exactly. Yeah. I, nice. I, I, it's great to have, you know, we've had John Richardson and Lucy Beaumont. It's good to hear both sides. So we've had Romesh on. It'll be good to hear um, Lisa's side. So, Lisa, whenever you're, whenever you're ready. The correct side. It'd be good to hear the truth, wouldn't it? It'd be good to hear the truth about their children and not be sidetracked by fault night that would be lovely <laughs> um, anyway thank you for listening lisa and um you know i'd love to say that rose can't stop listening to hip-hop save my life but i'm not gonna lie to our listeners now <laughs> how are you rob yeah good not too bad just a few pisses and shits in the garden and uh the dog training's hey. going well as well i kind of sat down and it does loads of shits <laughs> Um, how are you? You all right? Yeah, good. I was just you, you hear jokes like that, and you go, "No wonder we're popular with." Uh, no Lisa. wonder we're popular. People like average comedy. <laughs> people <laughs> like comedy that gets the job done straight from A to B. They're no busy bells, people. No they don't want to think. They don't want to be challenged. They just want a quick laugh, a quick switcheroo, <laughs> switcheroo joke. Pull back and reveal it was actually yeah. me doing a poo in the garden and not my dog, the there sat hound. Um, but you know, all good. Kids are all, all right to a point, and uh, yeah, just sort of just surviving. How about can you? I, can I talk to you about something, Rob? Yeah, go on. Teething. Oh no, what's happened? Uh, it's, it's teeth city here at the moment. It's. <laughs> My daughter wasn't a bad teether, but I've only realised that four years oh, on. No. Has she lost any yet for her new ones yet? Or no, 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 okay, no. So no. she's still rocking the old crew. Yeah, she's still got the, she's still got the old classics. The but classics. my son is having an absolute shocker. Oh no, what's he got? Just oh, nothing. He's got nothing. he's got gums. <laughs> he's got absolutely wet gums. He's, he's got pain and nothing to show for it. Well, that, that's what happened with dogs. My dog's teething. Rob. Yeah. Rob, please. Not everything. Not I'm everything. Saying, it's like a fucking baby, mate. It's teething as well. Rob, have you got a baby by mistake? Is that what you've got? <laughs> 
got this weird hairless dog, right? And it keeps keep... shivering in the garden having a shit. <laughs> The breeder said it was very exotic and don't yeah. leave it out, it might get kidnapped. That's what yeah, they exactly. said. Yeah, exactly. Dog cow pole, it's fine. Just give it some cow pole, it'll be fine. <laughs> Loves Mr. Tumble, this dog. Yeah. Um, no, teething is an absolute nightmare. Oh, it's a bastard, isn't it? Cold, oh, cold shit, just... isn't it? They like cold stuff. Yeah, and just like absolutely just unhappy the whole time. Well, not <laughs> big, big red cheeks. Do you know what I mean? Like, were you good or bad for teething? Um, not too bad, but there was a, 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 it's a bit like being, I imagine you sort of, you know, like people just in the war come home and never talk about the war because they, they've yeah. sort of blocked it out of their head because it was so horrific. I think that's what happens with parenting. There's certain stages I've been through, which is quite good that we document it on here that I completely forgot ever happened. But yes, I imagine it was horrific considering the teeth situation that's going on in the person that bred them i.e. me so yeah, of um course. they're bringing yeah. out the big guns aren't they yeah, yeah yeah they're bringing out the big dogs um so um yeah it is a, uh, there's some, some gummy even when you say the big stuff. dogs you can't get dogs off your mind oh, shut it's up, unbelievable god, oh god it's so don't it's really it's actually quite anxiety inducing having a dog is i don't it? know what i'm doing yeah it's just oh, a thing there all the time he's lovely though but he yeah. just sort of needs stuff doesn't he yeah, yeah stop talking enough. about dog. Oh, fucking hell. Is it right? Let's do, let's do some messages. Let's do we, some Instagram. Stop talking about fucking dogs. Okay. Hi, I just listened to the Have You Taken Magic Mushrooms pod and generally the family parking spaces for ages of children up to 12 years old. Love the podcast, Michelle. I think that's because 12 year olds is when they don't have to be in a car seat booster. Yes, of course. So that's course. that sort. I saw a man park in a space the other day and I nearly said something, Josh, but I panicked. Did you? I didn't want to confront him. It was a man on his own. And he was old, though, so I didn't know if he had a sneaky little blue badge, which basically oh, means course. you can park where you want, doesn't it, if you've got a blue disabled badge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't want to go, all right there, mate, need a hand with your kids. And he turns around yeah, and goes, yeah, I'm course. actually disabled. And I'm like, yeah, oh, God. so if you could help me with the wheelchair and the boot, mate, oh, that God, would be That's going to be on pot, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help me out with this wheelchair, please, because I'm just like, okay, yeah, I will. I'm really sorry, mate, yeah, I will. So I didn't say anything, but apparently 12 years, um, up to 12 years is the, is the, is the age. Um, anyway, here we go. Oh, my God, this story is horrific. This is from Melanie. Um, just yep. listen to the podcast where a lady squirted milk on a teenage waiter when yep. she was breastfeeding. Um, by accident, obviously. She's by not accident, we should add that. Go back and yep. listen to it. it. It's not as weird as yep. it sound. Well, it is. <laughs> It is weird, but it wasn't intentionally weird. And that is sort of manslaughter yeah. milking. Um, this brought back the memory of when I was 17 working at Orton Towers at the front of the queue for Oblivion, letting people on the platform where the ride docked. And I got stung by a wasp. Pretty much immediately, a lady at the front of the queue whipped out a boob and squirted some milk what? on the sting what? on my arm. What? Yes. She said she did it because breast milk is healing and would reduce oh the word. sting. That oh my was God. not acceptable. No. That is, I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. My reaction was ever so polite and I probably seemed very grateful, but inside I was thoroughly confused and a bit creeped out. Her family, who were queuing up with her, looked on slightly apologetic and ever so embarrassed. That, that is not acceptable. No. You can't whip your tit out and squeeze milk I on just, a sting. I think i just get on Oblivion, turn it on to get out of the situation in that. <laughs> just jump on Oblivion, press, press start, go, uh. bye. God, imagine that is that's not okay. Does it work? Well, even if it does work, you have to ask for. If you get jelly stu stung by jelly jelly uh, jellyfish, Fish. apparently piss works. But you have to say, "Can I piss on you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I think if you're going to piss on someone or squirt milk on someone, there needs to be a a, a, a communication of consent. Bare minimum, sign a waiver. Really, in that yeah. situation, you can't just whip it out, squeeze milk, and go that. There you go. Thank you very no. much. No, Invoice is, in the post. That is one of the. Most surreal. Imagine queuing up for an hour for Oblivion, and that happens in front of you. I think I think you've already had Oblivion. <laughs> and the, the rides, the ride's just extra. Hi, guy. Love the podcast. Just listening to the latest one. I thank my lucky stars every day I was born a girl. My dad has four daughters and wanted to call every single one of us Gareth if we were a boy. Oh. You would have thought over 13 years he, he would have gone off it. Absolute madman. Hazel. Hazel, that is. Thanks, Hazel. Not Fair Gareth. Enough. Nice name, Hazel. Um, right. Um, Joshua. Joshua. Um, who we got this week? Sophie Ellis Baxter. Who has, Ooh. Rob, how many children? Five. Five children. Cinco de Mama. Yes. <laughs> I was with Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, nice. It's really yeah. good. Quite, quite good, that. Was that good? But, yeah, she needs to be on... But she, if she was Mexican, it would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's... I just... Um, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. S sorry. Here's, here's, here's Sophie. <laughs>
Sophie Ellis-Bexter or Soph, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're excited. excited. Yeah. I think you've got the most children that we've... We've got yeah, Paris this is Fury a record. on soon, which I think may beat your record, but you will hold the record for, um, a, week. for, for a week, I think. Five, five children, is that correct, Sophie? That's correct. The last head count, five, yeah. yeah. Five. <laughs> well, all boys, right? Yes, yes. What ages have, have you got? Uh, my eldest is 17 and my youngest is two. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a lot of kids' hope. So is there a big gap between the youngest and the, the others, or is it all just spread out quite evenly? There's five years between the first two and then three years for the next four. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I got, in, I got into a bit more of a rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> like a conservative election year. Just sort of five years and three, three, three. But how is that now? Because like, it must be, you're doing two things there. With a 17-year-old and a two-year-old, you've got oh, completely yeah. to- two different things. I mean, my youngest started nursery the same week. My eldest had his first driving lesson. So you do get those parallels quite often. Did he drop him off? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be quite handy. Would be handy, actually. But I think I quite like all that. I quite like the juxtaposition of all the age gap. For me, it makes things... I mean, sometimes it's easier, I guess, if they're closer together. But sometimes there's a nice balance that comes with having lots of different stuff going on all the time. And yeah, well, that's yeah. why I can see why you called your book "Spinning Plates." <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> how did you write a book when you've got these five kids to look yeah. after and your um, career of you I know? Just, you know what? I was quite chilled about it. I think is the way to, I, I approached it because my mum, she's written books, and she said, "Don't feel like you've got almost you know turned into a different person who's writing a book." Um, mm. So I just would sit actually where I am now, which is my youngest uh, bedroom and also my dressing room. And I'd have the door <laughs> open and I'd just be tapping away and I'd just sort of see how long I could get away with without anyone coming to disturb me. And if they did, then I would just stop for a while. But yeah, just little bits every day, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, nice. you've done a book as well, haven't you? So you would know. Yeah, just well, little, little with chunk. With two kids, though, it's easy, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, we've got two kids, you know, and I, I didn't you even have do a book with a dog, though. You couldn't do a book with a dog. You couldn't do a book with a dog, no. <laughs> That's a fact, isn't it? Let's no stop talking about this fucking dog. dog. Stop bringing the dog up, Josh. You know it gets in my head. Got to think it's going to do something in a minute, that dog. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, and are they off to, off to uni, is it, the 17 year old? They're still doing, uh, is it? Yeah, he's gone yeah. to college now. And so, yeah, he just finished his GCSEs last year. And now he's doing a design course. Um, so yeah, I'm nearly. He'll be 18 in April, and then I think I, Richard and I might be like one high five, like one adult yeah. done. Yeah. And then we'll focus on the next four. <laughs> Only 16 years till till it's <laughs> yeah. five in the back. Exactly. So do you do you do like 50-50 with the parenting, or is it one more than other? How's it? How do you divvy it up? Because it must be more stressful with more kids, or is once you've got five, it, it, it you're all bunched in together, is it? Uh, so they, well, I don't know. I mean, no, it's quite exponential. I think when I had went from one to two, it really dawned on me that, oh, it's not like, oh, you've got one, you just add another one. It's like, oh, no, it's double the work. Yeah. And there's more to delegate. And I think I'm a bit of a control freak with the admin side. So I do like okay. kid admin. So, and obviously with the, now that there's a lot of them, that's a lot of stuff to get through. That's mental so, load, I think that's that known as in the in the in okay. the game, isn't it? We've been told that. Mental load mental stuff. Load. Yeah. Right. Knowing so, where um, they've got to be, what they've got to do at all times yeah. and that kind of stuff. But not maybe and then he may do more of the physical moving them there and taking yeah. them there stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean like Richard, it wouldn't be that unusual for him to get their ages wrong or the eight, the year that they're in at school. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Correcting him on that. Yeah, that but I, like my dad. I'm kind of up to speed on that stuff. What, yeah. car, what car have you got? Sorry, I'm getting into uh, details now. <laughs> what That's, uh, question? Five kids. What car? What's the car sitch? So, well, bus? Um, so we have um, we've got a Chrysler, like an old beat up. Uh, old car Chrysler that's a seven seater that we okay. use when we need to do a family trip. And does that um, get car seats in as well? But now you're probably not a car yeah. seat stage as well. It fits it all. Oh, yeah, big old boy, that's Chrysler. All fine. Voyager? Then, Is it the Voyager? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Chrysler Voyager. Yes, yeah. God, classic I'm such a geezer. Car. <laughs> Rob, Rob Moonlights is a uh, traffic police officer and he's just double checking that you're not breaking any uh, rules. No, but my dad was obsessed with cars and he always wanted a big one to get us all in because I've got four brothers. Um, so a oh, Chrysler okay. Voyager is it, it, that there was a lot of chat about that in the Ford Galaxy as options oh, yeah. for yeah, seven exactly. seaters. But yeah, it's a big, it's quite a nice van, but it's a basically a van with seats in, isn't it? That's exactly what it is. And then we go, so we go from that practical and then yep. down to sort of impractical, which. Is um it's actually being fixed at the moment. We have a tuk tuk. <laughs> <laughs> what well, a motor one or a bicycle one? 
It's a motor, yeah, so it's electric, <laughs> but yeah, it's basically got like, it's like a trike, so you've got like a motorbike type bit of the yeah. front, like a scooter, and then you can fit three in the back, so that's good for the primary school and the nursery drop-off. What speed you does that go? <laughs> What's it look like? I'm trying to get. So is it? What's the it's name? It's the same colours as the um, Mumbai tuk tuk. So it's yellow and black. Yellow and black. Yeah. So you get three in the back. Oh, wow. Is that, where, do you know what look it's called? That. So I can see it. Uh, what, if you it? Google uh, Mumbai tuk tuk. Just the Mumbai. So it's a, it's a, oh, one, wow. it's a one that you've Did imported, you get it imported? Over. Yeah. Yeah. So there's well, basically, Richard and I went to um, Delhi. Oh, yeah. golly, must be about four years ago now. Yeah. For a Save the Children trip, actually. And yeah. uh, we travelled around a lot in these tuk-tuks. And as a, as a sort of joke, he said, oh, this would be quite good for the school run. Yeah. And then when I got back to the hotel, I realised that there was tuk-tuk.co.uk. This guy Amazing. that wow. imports them. He's in Chester and he imports them. So, yeah, we... I, I was hoping you were going to say that you'd driven one back from India. That would have been the, uh, the ultimate <laughs> story. My postman asked me if it was the one from the Groove Jet video, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> like I'd sort of 20 years later tried to find a tuk-tuk from a video I once did. Wow. <laughs> and then because it's classed as a trike, you can actually park in any residence bay without any ticket. Oh, oh my God. Oh my I love it. She's got round it. This is amazing. It's like when Noel Edmonds used to drive yeah. a taxi, a black cab through Bristol, but have a, a mannequin in the back to look like a passenger so he could go yeah. in the bus what? lanes. Yeah, oh, yeah, he could go in the bus Please tell me it's not like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, mate. Yeah, but actually, in its absence, I've been walking, I walk the kids to school in the morning. That's quite good. I like the yeah. walk. Fair yeah, enough. it gives me a bit of a clear head. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so that's the, that's the car sitch. And what's the morning looking like? What's the What time do you get up? What's the schedule getting them out? Because that's a lot of people to get yeah. out of the house to different places. Are they all in uh, different schools, different nurseries? What are we dealing exactly. with? Exactly, yeah. And I don't really love the morning thing because you do it every day and it's exhausting and then you don't get any reward at the end. You just have to do it again the next day and again <laughs> yeah. the next yeah. day. So I set my alarm for like 6.45, that's get close. my big two up by 7.00. My eldest one has to be out the door with a toasted sandwich for his breakfast in his bag by quarter past seven, he leaves. Yeah. Next one's out the door by half seven. And then I've kind of got a light, it gets a bit more leisurely after that because then yeah. I just have to get the little three ready by half eight is when we leave to go to school and nursery. And it's a oh, walking. Okay. Wow. And are they, all, are they all in the same school? Two in primary. So it's one in nursery, two in primary, one in secondary, one in college. But obviously the big two take care of themselves. Yes, so they're gone. Three, three that I need to get somewhere, yeah. Okay, cool, fair enough. All right, oh, blimey. That's, that's not bad, though, 6.45. But no. they sort themselves like the big two, just as long as you give him a toasted sandwich, he's all right. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay. On his way, and a little thermos of tea, and he's off, yeah. little thermos of tea? That's... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'd have loved that as a kid. That would have been great. <laughs> toasted sandwich and a thermos of tea. That is my dream. And so you, do you still make it for him? Yes, I know, I do, yeah. When do you think that'll change? Do you reckon that's always going to be a thing, isn't it? That's, you can't... I know. I'm actually really bad with that. I think I do probably do a little bit too much with them, really, because, I don't know, I just get a bit like, would you like me, you know, can you do that? Oh, oh don't worry, I'll do it. And then, yeah, yeah I'm that yeah. kind of mum, really. So is it, and does he quite like it? Or is he a bit like, oh, mum, stop it? Or is he like, mum, where's my sandwich? Because sometimes it goes two ways, doesn't it? A teenager no, can he be... Likes he likes it. He likes it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think my mum made me a toasted sandwich at 17. No, and also my mum didn't actually, I don't remember seeing her in the morning before my secondary school. She, I don't think, I used to get up, I'd see my stepdad and then I'd be on my way, but I get, I'm, I'm basically the human alarm. So if I don't yeah. wake up, no one wakes up. I have oh, really? to go oh, wow. there, yeah. And because oh, wow. he's 17, he must be going out and being a, you know, he's at that age where you're kind of dealing with a teenager going out for the first time and stuff. Yeah, How's there's that a bit to of deal that. With? You know what? He's not been too bad, but I think the next one down is going to really be the more challenging one. <laughs> and how old is um, he? He's 12 now, but he's okay. already nearly broader than me. Like He's about 5'6", and then Sonny's about 6 foot. So I've got quite, there's quite a tall gene. So when they get mm. start to overtake you, that's when it gets a bit trickier, I think. Yeah, what's it like telling <laughs> off a massive bloke yeah, that exactly. you're making you make him a sandwich? <laughs> Bigger than you. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. How old are your kids? Mine you is four and six months. Oh, tiny, yeah. sweet. Yeah, and I've Aww. got a five-year-old and a three-year-old, so we're oh, right sweet. at the other end of the of the of yeah. spectrum. Okay. Well, my experience is when they get past double figures, the telling off changes shape a little bit. Actually, maybe not double figures. Maybe when they get a bit older, like 13, 14. So I don't really shout at my eldest ever. It's no. more like we'll have you know chats about things. Yeah. I don't think telling off would work really, and it's all about 
you've got to be really careful with keeping the communication open. And actually, I, I spoke to Catelyn Moran once about it because I do a, a podcast as well where I talk mm. to working mums. And she said, you've got to basically turn yourself a bit bovine. She said, you've got to bet yourself like a friendly cow. So you don't try and problem solve everything. You sort of act a bit like, hello, how's it all going? A bit sort of sleepy yeah. and dopey. But really in here, you're like, yeah. well, well yeah. up And actually, I think that's quite a good technique with teenagers. I'd recommend that. Do you, yeah. do you feel like seeing these children at different stages mm. looking now can you see their personalities are really clear from the off or do they like who they are early yeah, on no, I'm big in that. I, I mean I it, my belief is that I Sonny was who Sonny was from the moment I laid eyes on him he just happened to mm. be a baby when I met him and that's I felt right, like yeah. that for all of them because <laughs> you think you're having a baby and you've got all these ideas about oh I'm going to do this with my baby that and then you meet who they are I think parenting's a lot more reactive than than I yeah, ever yeah, anticipated. Absolutely. And they need different things from me and certain things work well with one and not so much with another. So no, they're the kernel of who they are is just set from the offset, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Does that worry you, Rob, or does that make you? Uh... Um, I, yeah, I, I agree with it because my yeah. my two's personalities have been so set in stone from from day one, yeah. and it's just getting just more like confirmed as they get older. Mm. And yeah. the second one is definitely livelier. Like that's the one I'm worried about going out and about, and and I think that's true about that's a really sort of wise thing about when they're older is I think teenagers hate being told what to do, and it's yeah. almost like you have to be their therapist where you just listen and then you say a couple of things that isn't necessarily telling them what to do, but then they they sort of go figure it out for themselves, yeah, but then they feel like it. they've thought of it, yeah, as yeah, opposed so to on. yeah, I would yeah. totally recommend that approach definitely. because you want to go I know what this is like because this happened to me and don't you go yeah. don't worry about this because that blah, blah, blah. and then that just is like fuck off it's a wall of noise um, and they don't care they don't care about anything you've got to say no matter who you are or what you've done yeah, yeah. Not like who cares um and sometimes as well another thing i've found worked for me anyways when i like when sunny was first going on the internet and going like you know i don't know he used to do like vr where he'd speak mm. to friends and mm. i found a lot of it freaked me out and then i just went and i said to him look i don't i'm not the expert you you're the expert i'm going to tell you what they're telling us parents to worry about and you're going to reassure me about why I shouldn't be worrying about these things yeah. and I kind of went through the checklist really like you know these are the issues that we're told to look out for but you can tell me why I need to, I can relax and actually it kind of put yeah. him in yeah. in the driving seat with it and that worked quite well for us as well I think because then he realized that I trusted him yeah exactly that happens a lot, doesn't it? Because I remember when I was a kid and Grand Theft Auto came out, right? And there was all these bad stuff, like news, like, oh, yeah. kids are going to be drug dealers or they're going to be yeah. murderers and all this. And and also people played so much of it that they went into, like, sort of, like, a, 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 a fit and a shock and all that. And my mum don't know that it's literally just a little PlayStation game. It's like watching the telly, yeah. but you're pressing a couple of buttons and it's all, yeah. you know, there's yeah, no difference yeah. between watching, like, a gangster movie and watching, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, like... And you're, when you're a kid and you're playing it, my mum's like, you can't play that game or you'll have a fit. And I'm like, no, you've just read the Daily Mail. That's what's happened. <laughs> exactly. and, and even at 14, I knew that. And I knew that it was getting blown up because it's a media thing. But if you open exactly. that chat, it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it, than just screaming. Yeah. We've had a thing recently where the school sent home an email saying that we're not allowed, to, the kids aren't allowed to talk about Squid Game at school. Oh, wow. Which is quite, quite tricky. to talk about it. No, that's a bit weird. What's here? Fuck off. Imagine being caught talking about Squid Game. Imagine that. That's a strict school, that is. I heard you talk about Squid Game. No, I wasn't, actually. So what did you do? It's the zeitgeist thing. It's like, that horse has bolted. What am I going to do? And also, we just had half-term holidays where all of us, including two-year-old Mickey, were playing Red Light, Green Light, where if Jessie had learnt the Korean song that the girl sings when the doll... And then we turn around and like Jesse's five at the time tends to shoot us and like Mickey the two year old he does really good death scenes. He's <laughs> yeah, very good to die. <laughs> yeah, but I think obviously you wouldn't let a child watching all the gore, but they'll be aware no. of the zeitgeisty things. That's, That's only thing. it's a, what's the time, Mister Wolf? That game, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Basically, it's that game. Exactly. It's just the Korean version of that game. There was a thing a few years ago where the teacher he's not there anymore, but he he phoned me because the kids were talking about Fortnite yeah. at school and. It turned out that he told my kid off and said, um, you can't talk about Fortnite and you're not allowed to play it. And my son had said, actually, my mum doesn't mind. And the, yeah. the teacher said, if your mum asked you to rob a bank, would you do that? And I was like, <laughs> when, when he told me, I was like, firstly, that's illegal. So, <laughs> you know, you're, comparing, you're like, that's yeah. an illegal thing. Secondly, if I decide the family's going and robbing a bank this weekend, yes, you're bloody well doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, 
And what a news story it would be if you got caught with your five kids robbing a bank. That would be. There was a weird comparison from the teacher. Like, you know, what are you trying to get my son to like question what I say now? Thanks. Yeah. Sophie Ellis, bank breaker. That would be the pun title, wouldn't it? Growing up, I found that my friends that had it really strict went mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to be the other end of it, but there's a sort of a middle ground, which is like, but if you, yeah. you know, the, the ones that weren't allowed a beer or anything like that just went insane. Lou weren't allowed any fizzy drinks growing up. She does about 15 cans of Diet Coke a day. She's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I was allowed, fizzy drink-wise, was the... The small trial can of Tango. Do you remember the small ones you get at the supermarket? <laughs> yeah. So my dad ones. would buy them as a kind of halfway house. You're allowed one of those small cans of Tango a day. And I'm yeah. I'm sure right. fizzy drinks now. You're I'm fine. Totally fine with it, mate. I'll yeah. have a Rio now and again, but that's it. Do you have many many house rules, Sophie, or is it quite relaxed? Is there anything that's a big no no and it's caused rows or there are some things I mean I don't I don't like it if any swearing goes on. Because mm. especially with the front of the little ones, I'm yeah. like, it's mm. not cool. But then every once in a while, one of them, I mean, I'll tell them off in front of them, but every once in a while, there'll be a, an amusing bit of swearing that goes on. Yeah. And then I'm like privately finding it funny. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. with that's the problem with the big age gap. Actually, my eldest is not really that bad with language stuff, but the next one down, like, and you know, if he's listening to something on his phone and like, they'll be swearing yeah. on that. So they do probably hear more than I would like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bloody's fine. I say but it's bloody. It's difficult, isn't it, when they're older and they're talking about the same things and the little ones here, yeah. isn't it? Because they copy yeah. them. Because they, they, yeah. my daughter read piss written on a picture in my book and she says piss now and the other one says piss and they love it. And then we, we've got to the point, because it was quite funny, where now we just say they're allowed to say one naughty word a day and they'll come up to me and go, <laughs> one naughty word. I go, yeah. And then they'll just whisper on me, piss. And then that's it for the day. See, that's the equivalent of my tiny can of tango, Rob. Exactly. That's exactly the way to do it. It is. It is a bit. Trial, trial, rude word. What are you going to do, Rob, though, if, if they come up and use a proper big swear word for their one a day? No, but they don't. They think that is like a really bad one. But that, that, that Bart, the young, the young, obviously they can spell, like the five-year-old can spell, but the three-year-old can spell her name and she can spell poo and piss. So she can spell three words and one of them is piss, which is quite bad. <laughs> that is bad, isn't it? That, that yeah. shouldn't really happen. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's a good base. Does it work well as a good basic for learning other words? Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's, she's got all across the P sound, the I sound. Yeah. Exactly. I'm trying to think about the house rules. I like kindness. I'm probably a bit obsessed with them getting to be kind. I try and get them to think before they speak. I don't know house rules. I think it's just the sort of basic stuff, really. There's got to be some boundaries about you know, not taking things physical and about how we are interact. It's a busy house and it's, yeah. you know, and also when this is the place where it's safe to let a lot of big emotions out. So, you know, I try to be kind of understanding, but yeah, I think I try and keep uh, rules on, on manners is probably my, my hottest yeah. topic, I'd say. Did you always want like a busy house? Like, was that something you always imagined living in as a... I don't know, really. I, when I was um, little, I was actually an only child till I was eight. I'm the only one from my mum and dad. And then when I was eight, my brother Jackson was born and I was absolutely obsessed with him. And I think that probably sowed the seed, really. And he was, so that's from my mum and my stepdad. So he was almost like this sort of new beginning, like a happy new thing. Yeah. And I think that's probably something that's hardwired with me, that like babies are good. And that whole thing of like having a baby on the hip is something I've done throughout my whole life, really, since then, because I've got lots of little siblings now. I've got three sisters and two brothers who are all younger than me. Yeah. So I think that kind of chaos, that family chaos, is something I really like. But yeah. in some ways, I think if I hadn't had five, I think I would have just had one. I feel like it was oh, really? all of them, really, yeah. Are you going to go more? Another one? I don't know. I think I'm so close to being, like, dead with... You've just got 16 years. What's another 80? You've got another two years. Why make it like... Oh, yeah. It's tricky, though. Like, my youngest is nearly three, so I'm kind of at the point where there'd normally be another one. But then I'm I'm 42, so I'm like, oh, it's probably time to just watch them grow up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard, though. It's tricky. Are you so still tempted, aren't you? I'm not one of those people that can form the... Like, say, I'm done. I just... I can't... I can't I've never been able to, like, form the sentence. It's like my mouth just kind of goes... <laughs> What about Rich? Um, he's pretty chill. I don't think he would. I don't think he instigated many of the last few, to be honest. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was more the sort of torchbearer of that, uh, that, that, yeah, that idea. I think he's just kind of gone, okay then, okay then. <laughs> <laughs>
What are your Saturday? Well, what are your Saturdays like? With I'm finding it a bit overwhelming with two kids and birthday parties because basically we've oh, got yeah. birthday parties every weekend for like mm. till Christmas and beyond. Yeah. So how, how do you do that with five? You must because you can't you physically can't get to them all. No, and um, we actually had uh, Jesse, my fourth. He was six, six last week, so he had his birthday yesterday. So we had an extra few kids here, and we took them all out and about and did that. Um, there's yeah, always something like that going on. Um, but we sort of pick and choose, I guess. I just ask them if they want to go, I'll make it work. Yeah. A lot of it is just logistics. And I mean, I've got, you know, good parents with the, the year group who are always good at helping me out because I quite often call in, like, can anyone help me with a lift here and I can bring them back and that kind of thing. Because, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Otherwise, it is... all you're doing is running around all weekend and I don't really want to do that. No. And, you work, and you're working as well. How do you manage the work? How do you switch off? Why? Because isn't there your phone constantly going with, mum, where's this? Where's that? What, have I got yeah. my, my rugby kit and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I don't really switch off that much, really, uh, if I'm honest. I just... you don't, but does, could you Unless just turn I'm your phone off and Rich sorts it? Or do you still just have your phone there? I sort of just get on with it, really. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, Richard would obviously do stuff when if he's the one that gets asked to, definitely. Yeah. But with that sort of stuff, um, it's quite normal that I'll just be kind of quickly sorting things. And then or I, I, when, like, when I've taken them away with me, I've sometimes done it where I've taken the elder ones without bringing anyone to help me with them. And then they'll just be side of stage and then I'll come off still in my like twinkly stuff and quickly make them a sandwich or whatever. I just, oh, wow. it's fine. I think I quite like the flip, really, because my job is quite daft and it's quite... Yeah quite a lot of emphasis on you know getting asked questions about me or how you know getting myself ready and i think it's quite nice that when i'm with the kids it's all about them i quite yeah. like that yeah i sort of quite enjoy just going like okay let's talk about you they don't they don't really care about what i do that much at all they're not interested <laughs> are they yeah. anything musical yeah they are but i don't know if they'll do it for a living or anything but yeah, yeah. especially my youngest couple actually are like pretty musical my even my two-year-old goes to nursery with a playlist um, that I play from the back of the buggy, and he's like head banging. Today was <laughs> Down, Marshmallow, J Balvin, Skrillex. He's quite into his uh, reggaeton at the moment as well, so we have a lot of that. <laughs> Amazing. And you, it's really funny. you grew up with a mum who's in the public eye as well. And mm. so, how do you manage that in a way? Do your kids care that you're kind of famous or that you're recognisable? And did you like that feeling when you were a kid? I think I had a bit of a love-hate relationship with it, really, because as a child, I sort of learned that there was quite a currency to it. And my mum was also famous for presenting a children's TV program. So a lot of the kids I was meeting or going to school were actually watching my mum on telly. Yeah. And, and if she was being mobbed, she was being mobbed by people like my height. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think I kind of quite quickly realised that there was a bit of a currency, but that also it could kind of turn on you. Yeah. So, there were definitely some perks. I remember going to Madame Tussauds for a birthday party and we skipped the queue, which I thought was oh. the most glamorous thing ever. <laughs> um, but then sometimes I felt like a bit jealous because I felt like I sort of had to share her with people, probably. Yeah. She yeah. never made me feel like that, but you know. I was reading about your book and it said that you talk about you were flogging Blue Peter badges in the playground. That must have... So yeah. you, you ha did you have a, a pure source of Blue Peter badges as a child? Is that yes, how my... your your mum could just get them? They were there. My mum had to wear them for every episode of the yeah. program. So every time they went live, and she, it was twice a week. So obviously sometimes they'd reuse the badges, but sometimes she'd just go on, put her top on, and they'd be like, "There's your badge." So yeah. sometimes they'd make it home that way. So uh... she had she seemed to have a lot of them lying around in the house. Um, oh my word! <laughs> I don't know what made me think of it, but I must have been yeah about. I was primary, so let's say I was about six or seven. Yeah. And I was oh, like, hang wow. on a minute, I think there's I think there's some business to be made. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much does one go how for? Much you uh fifty P for a badge or a pound if you wanted it with a signed autograph. <laughs> wow, <laughs> not bad. Amazing. Amazing. I'm not proud of it by the way. It's just oh, you I don't be. know. <laughs> Did you find writing the book and like going back across your life, like looking back at your childhood, did that affect how you kind of experience being a parent to your kids now oh, yeah. you know? definitely yeah. i'm quite a similar parent to my mum i think and, and aspects of my dad too but yeah mm. my mum and i especially because we spent i was with my mum um majority of the time my dad every other weekend and for three years it was just my mum and i she was like a single mum for that time and yeah. uh yeah i think that formed the bedrock really of our relationship and definitely how i parent and she did a lot of the same stuff i do like Lots yeah. and lots of talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> my kids are very used to me just doing like, we're going to talk about this. And 
yeah, I've got like a little script for everything, probably, which is probably very annoying for them. But I have warned them if they keep, you know, if if things keep happening that I don't think are right, then I just like, look, I've got an inexhaustible supply of this and <laughs> yeah. patience. It's like I'm prepared to have this conversation many times over. <laughs> uh, when, when you're booking a holiday, how do you book a holiday that all the kids are happy with? Because it's easy when you've got two. <laughs> Rob, you're absolutely obsessed with the uh, the way it works with five yeah, I like that. I you're like the right. practicalities of yeah, it. Yeah, you love it. Just that sort of thing, because that would stress me out, because if you get a little kid's pool, then you need to know you have something that the older kids can do in the evening and things you're like that. You're quite right. Well, actually, in the last holiday we went on, my eldest didn't come, because I said oh. to him, do you want to come? Would you want to stay here and hang out? And my mum lives 10 minutes away. I was like, you can see grandma, and he just did that instead. Oh, really? So we went wow. away without him, yeah. Um, and he went away during last summer as well for, like, six weeks to visit a friend in Germany, and he did that oh, by wow. himself. So he flew there. And then I would just keep in touch. That's the longest he's done that for. But I thought, you know, it's good for him. Like, he, yeah. Yeah. he had a great time. And I'm quite sympathetic because I, I was a lot older than my little brother and sister. So I know that feeling of like, you love them, but you also, it's kiddie stuff. And it's yeah. all pitched to that age group. And yes, they do look cute sitting on the merry-go-round. You don't really want to stand there like watching everything happen like that. Like he, I think it's nice for him to go and do his own thing when he, when yeah. he has the opportunity. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with that. And then... We actually did this holiday, though, for the first time ever, we did hand luggage only, which I'm very proud of for wow. four kids. So, yeah, four kids, a week away. A week away, hand luggage wow. only? Yes. Fucking yeah. hell. Bloody I know, hell. boom. I felt That's so mad. good about it. With a two-year-old as well. <laughs> Where'd you, where you go? Yeah. A naturist result? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, yes. How did, you leaves and... How did you manage that? How, um, oh my god well the two-year-old is easy because his stuff is tiny you know yeah, yeah, talking yeah. very small items of clothing and <laughs> we went um to italy where you know it's really hot so you're spending most of the time in swimwear yeah true yeah but it was actually all right i just i just felt quite good about it does, does the two-year-old get a hand luggage allowance himself like <laughs> yes because now that he's two he has his own ticket yeah so oh, wow. yeah actually, so he's got a massive yeah, bag that's bigger than him <laughs> <laughs> And you just are you just dominating a are you dominating a whole role or are you going in yeah. front and behind? The whole we go in front and behind actually yeah. because then the two year old if he's like kicking the seat in front of him it's just his brother. Oh, you're, you're fucking <laughs> <that's> not, <laughs> literally. This is, a, you this are is the most. You're like a rope. You're like a machine. You're like you've been built. This is unbelievable. I just I'm learning so right. much. Take us through bedtime. Take us through bedtime. <laughs> okay, bedtime. Uh, bedtime is tiring. So um, I start off with the smallest guy, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, it'd be um, hard, harsh uh, on the seventeen-year-old, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're up first, half six. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I do Jesse and Ray together, so I take them up, and we normally would read a book, but they've got really into this thing they call talking time, which just basically means we chat for ten minutes. Oh, nice. Um And then I bring poor Kit, the twelve-year-old, is still sleeping top bunk of a bunk bed that he shares with his nine-year-old brother in the same room as his six-year-old brother. So there's three of them in the room. All oh, right. Um, but yeah, Ray and Ray and Jess go to bed next, and then Kit goes to bed like half nine, but sometimes it's ten if he's being a bit obstinate. And then, um, and then, and then I go and knock on Sonny's door and say, "Time to go to bed," because he's generally just in his room, like on his computer or listening to music. Yeah, so that's it. So we started about bath time starts about seven six thirty seven, and it goes all the way through till ten o'clock with like intermittent breaks for me. Oh wow! <laughs> when are you eating dinner? Uh. If I'm on it, then I'll eat supper with them and Richard will too at about half five, six o'clock. And you do dinner at half five for all of them? Yeah, yeah. We got into that with lockdown, really. Richard would do all the cooking. He's a very good cook, which is great for us, so yes. And five that's boys, that's, like, that's a lot of food, isn't it? They, teenage boys eat a lot. I mean, me and my brothers. Yeah. My mum and dad used to just take us all you can eat buffets at the end. It was just the only way to <laughs> yeah. get us full. They used to hate us coming in and the waiters panicking. <laughs> Where are you in the lineup, Rob? So my dad, so I've got two half brothers. That um, so yes. I've got three older, one younger. Oh, cool. And there's five of us. But cool. it was like yeah, it's very boisterous, and we were like quite harsh to each other. It was quite sort of laddie, sort of harsh banter. But I don't know yeah. what it's like. Yours? Do they get on or do they fight? Are they a bit mean to each other? You're on. You're, you're hot on kindness. So do you pull them up on any of that stuff when it veers into a bit, bit, bit harsh? I yeah, I try. I mean, I've got some that are more like um, sensitive, I think, and a bit more like gentle with each other. And then I've got a couple of more like, like one of them in particular is really quite alpha, I'd say. Yeah. So yeah, who can be a bit school of hard knocks. But um, 
But actually, weirdly, he's the one that the little ones really flock to because they actually really want his attention and his approval. Uh, so it's quite right. interesting. I'm trying to be better at just stepping back, but I think as a parent, seeing one kid be mean to another kid taps into something very deep. Yeah. So I yes. get very like, please don't be like that. He's only he's only two or he's only five. And I think yeah. I'm trying to be better at just going like, just unless they come and get me, like just stepping out of it. But yeah. I'm well, not it's, what, it really. it's, it's when they all, you've got, when you've got more as teenagers, so in like five years time, when the 12 year old 17, then how old yeah. you'll have a 17 year old, a 14 year old. Yeah, 17, 14. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 11, yeah, um, that's, when it, that's when it's gonna get a little bit fisty cuffs, I think. Cause the eight year yeah. gap gives you a bit of breathing space. We were horrible to each other, the things oh. we'd say to each other. But it was a bit of a slightly different time. I think you've got a bit, of, a bit more of a gentle oh. household. My dad's a bit, <laughs> a bit, um, are, bit South East London. How are you now when you get together? When you get together as adults, how are you? Yeah, we're all good. still quite brutal to each other. We used to call <laughs> each other as teenagers. such a throwaway way. As teenagers, oh. our nicknames were, I had massive nipples, so I was called Jaffa Cake Nips. My brother Dan had a spotty back, so he was called Dartboard Back. And my brother Joe had smelly breath once and got called dog shit breath for about eight years. Oh, no. And my mum used to call it the house of no compassion. But it was a different time. It was the 90s. Stuff changed. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know, every once in a while they'll all be kicking off and I'll be like, this is what people think I live like. And then I get very <laughs> bad. Yeah, I definitely had a couple of moments where I just sit looking sad on a sofa, staring into space like, you know. I like it when they're all being nice. Yeah, they will be. They, honestly, they will be. It'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll get on really well. Just no problems at all. Man. If I'd grown up in your household, I would have oh, crumbled, God. Rob. You were... <laughs> oh, no, you wouldn't. You would have just been a bit... You would have been just not as nice as you are now. <laughs> you would have been... <laughs> <laughs> like the house of no fucking compassion in here. It's just like... It was just, but it was just like a different, you know. Because my dad's older, my dad's seventy six, and my other brothers are older. They're like fifth, like he's fifty. So there's a big, there's like quite a big gap. But my younger brother's two years younger than me, six year gap to the next one, and then above yeah. that, it's about like a ten or ten year gap, I think, oh, wow. and then a two year gap. So it's all really spread out, and there's about five different generations. So even like my oldest brothers are almost like my uncles. Oh yeah, More so than... many Becketts, aren't there? Oh this mate, this, we're so loud as well. I, don't, but I just think you've got a slightly more calmer middle class vibe in your house, Sophie. I feel like it's a bit more, you know. I, I imagine crochet's been said out loud in your house. <laughs> I don't know about crochet, but sometimes I have cringed a bit when they're like, "I want sushi," or you know, "I want croissant." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. "Oh God, it's so middle class." Like, yeah. And they play sports and stuff like that. They in a lot of clubs and sports or. Some of them. Um, my eldest two are not at all, really, were never interested in sport. Uh, but the little ones, yeah, a bit more into it. Yeah, the, the, four, the fourth one, Dan, Jess, he really loves his football on Fridays. Yeah. Because um, that's no, a weekend then, killer. Su training Saturday, game on Sunday. Oh, that, I know. That. I think in a way as well, I've probably been a bit bad with that because I just, I'm a bit selfish with my time with them and I can't be bothered to spend time like ferrying about places yeah. so they'll do like, yeah. like the odd things and we do stuff after school they do swimming and piano and stuff like that but i'm not like i'm not giving over my weekends really no no no, no, exactly. no i'm already giving like... over like six hours every evening to bedtime so yeah exactly yeah that's enough, that's enough thanks Way enough. <laughs> so like if you and rich want a date night and stuff like that have you got like will your mum babysit all five or do you have to sort of split them up and separate them because that's a lot for one you know one person to take on overnight or yeah. something no, no, well, if we're talking childcare, yeah. um, then my mum takes them after school on a Tuesday before swimming. But no, she's very smart. She doesn't take all five ever. No. She'll do one-on-one. -on -one. So no, we've got our lovely nanny, Carolina, who looks after them. Like So that's when I go this afternoon, I'm going to Newcastle to do my gig with Steps this evening. So yeah, I'll leave her in, in her capable hands because Rich is working. Um, okay, so she'll come then, in yeah, and take we'll... over. So you've got, you've got someone you go to when you need to go and do your work and stuff. Oh, golly, yeah. Yeah, and comes yeah, in, yeah. yeah. No, and I think... I'm very, very lucky that even when I just had one baby, we could afford to have a nanny. And I do yeah. understand that's mm. a really big thing to be able to do that. And I was 25 when we had Sonny and we had yeah. Nanny Claire, wow. who was our nanny for 11 years. And um, that the, you know, the beauty of having help, especially with lots of kids, is when even when I'm just, like it means I can actually do things with them one-on-one -on -one sometimes as well, yeah. which I think is yeah. a massive privilege if you've got loads of kids. I yeah. love that very much. I can't believe I'm going back on this detail, but did you say you're doing a gig with Steps? I am, yeah. I'm on tour with them at the moment. Amazing. What's <laughs> yeah. that like? Sorry, I know that's. I know this is off topic. <laughs> well, she's used to it. There's five of them, so she gets, she gets them, sits in rows, one in front of the other. If H starts kicking his seat, Lee don't mind. Hand luggage only for Lee. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's only white crop tops anyway, isn't it? <laughs>
And will, will any of your kids come and watch that? Uh, they're very welcome. I don't know. I mean, the last time I did a gig in London, I said, who wants to come? And I think I had maybe two hands go up. So I just take whoever's interested. Yeah. They don't have to watch me. It's boring no. to watch your mum singing over and over. <laughs> so is this, your kitchen, is this your kitchen disco? Are you touring that? Or is it just your, your yeah. music and stuff? Or is it a combination? Uh, so next spring is the kitchen disco tour. We're actually going to do it with a full band and do it properly. But this is kind of like, I suppose I've been doing kind of greatest hits things really and some covers. And I just kind of want people to have a really good time and just... It's just going for like the party, clubby stuff yeah. and yeah, yeah, just having a bit of a dance with people. It's been so nice to have crowds again. So yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just, I probably come out a bit over enthusiastic if anything. So I'm like super keen, like, yay, it's me. And like, they're probably like, wow, she's a bit, bit, bit enthusiastic. Yeah. That's good. Well, you, you've not been able to do it for ages. You want to do it. Also, we, you, also, you could be on a six hour bedtime. You're buzzing to be out <laughs> on stage. I turned up on tour and I, you know, I don't, I don't. I didn't bring anyone with me, so I was in my dressing room, on my own. And the manager of Steps came in and went, "Oh God, are you all right? You're on your own." And I was like, "It's bloody brilliant. I've got my iPad, <laughs> I've got my yeah. jar of gherkins, I've brought my Game Boy. Life is good." Yeah, <laughs> I, I love. I love it when I'm gigging on my own. When you go do yeah. do a show, I love yeah. seeing all the empty dressing rooms and see how much money I'm saving rather than having <laughs> ten people. With the book, when you're writing it, was there a part of you that wanted to kind of? I mean, they talk about a question feeding an answer, but did you think about your kids reading it? And did you think about whether one day they'll have this record of your life? Yeah, I did actually. I was quite aware that they might, and like certainly my 12 year olds already listened to it on Audible. It got straight to, so I'd be like, how are you, how are you doing tonight, Kit? He'd be like, I've just got to your panic attacks. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I think, um, I think you talk about some quite intense and like some dark stuff in it. Yeah. So how did you feel about your kids re- reading that? Uh, I just I just had a chat with I mean the little ones won't bother yet. yeah and the older ones yeah. I just I had a chat with them and I was like yeah that these are the things that you might want to ask me questions about um but no I mean I'm quite an open person like in an age-appropriate world I don't yeah there's no subject I'm frightened of with them to be honest I don't want them mm. to feel freaked out by anything like that so I think I think some of it's okay I think it's quite helpful yeah. to have these chats yeah. and they need to know I'm a 360 person I'm not just their mum you know I've lived yeah. I've lived a life and I have experience and there might be some things I've learned about that can help them. I'm totally cool with that, actually. Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes that, guys, I've got something to tell you about what's in my book. It can do more harm than good. Right? It's oh, like yeah. if you're more relaxed about it and go, this is what happened yeah. and that's how I feel and it's in there if you want to read it. I think, you know, less stress is, is the best way sometimes. Where I think yeah. you could over, you could make it more of a bigger thing in your head to, I've got to yeah. tell them when actually it doesn't really matter and they'll find out no. themselves and... And you know what it's like when you read or experience anything, you pull out the things that are relevant to you. So the bits yeah, that, course. you know, they, there's bits of it that Kit probably just was like, you know, thinking about something totally different. And if I mentioned it, you might be like, oh, I didn't really notice that. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Then you, oh, you probably brilliant. only wanted to know how much he was in it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, straight to the index. Well, that's why if you get an e-book, you can just search your name. It's quicker that way. Oh, can you do that, Rob? Yeah, yeah, and just see if they've mentioned you. Just have a little <laughs> scout about Yeah. I mean, I don't know why someone would do that. I, I mean, I haven't done that at all ever. <laughs> If you want to write about Rob, you can just put like, what was it? Jaffa Cake Nips? Or Jaffa, Cake yeah, Nips. Jaffa Cake yeah, Nips. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why yeah. I search. Little wanker, That's Jaffa Cake Nips. Yeah, <laughs> big banker. mouth. But yeah, big teeth, no gum, stuff like that. This uh, sounds like your character show that you're going to do, Rob. Your sketch show. I do <laughs> Little Wanker, I do Jaffa Cake Nips. I do, have a, I do have a character act called Melvin Skinback that I did years ago. <laughs> but I haven't done for ages, oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was quite quite shit. Um, and I'm so <laughs> quite <we've>, shit. <laughs> what a review. It was quite shit. Quite shit. Quite shit. Um, Sophie, um, we always uh, finish with this question. Um, is there mm-hmm. one thing that your partner does parenting-wise that really annoys you, but you don't sort of keep bringing it up because it turns into an argument? Is there something he does that just gets on your wick and you sort of just deep breath and move on? You know what? I can't... Nothing sprung to mind, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything he does that really annoys me? I mean, I suppose... I mean, Richard's done... He's done... All, like, he's literally... He'll put them in clothes that are from different... Other... His brother's draw he'll put the feet shoes on the wrong feet but <laughs> annoyingly if he's sort of got you know full control of everything he's actually quite good at it which i find kind of irritating because i think i got a lot more in a flap and he'll okay, just kind of go yeah. like it's fine and sort of deal with it um so that annoys you that the fact he's quite calm yeah and <laughs> I, I did when you said about the bib thing it did remind me about um uh, it's not through my own choice because I don't really see the point of it, but we've got a hot tub because Richard really likes having a hot tub. Mm, yeah. And sometimes he'll get in there with the kids. And then when he gets out, he'll hang, if he goes in, <laughs> he'll hang, if he goes in, in his boxes, 
Yeah. They'll hang them up in the cupboard on top of the kids. We have like these little onesies they put on in the morning if they're cold. Yeah. They'll hang yeah. it on top of that. So then they'll have like wet, wet onesies in the morning from their dad's <laughs> boxer shorts. And like, before. And I'm just like, that's that is not, not cool, okay. man. No, I think where you, not... put your wet, where you put your wet boxers. <laughs> Fair enough. That is annoying. And you're yeah. right to bring it up. Yeah. And if he listens, he might stop doing that. Yeah, but then yeah. I'm already annoyed we have a hot tub. I'm just like, what's the point? I just have a bath like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to be in the garden? <laughs> Why do you need to be in the garden? Do you not, like, do you not get in it then? Not really? Uh, like maybe it's like once a year or something. But he's yeah. like trained the kids so that even the little ones can go out, out the hot tub, get him a beer, come back with the beer. And they'll sit <laughs> oh there having word. like philosophical chats under life. the stars. The kids love it. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. lovely. Future, Five kids and you're managing to have a beer in the hot tub. I've got two and I haven't done anything in about a year <laughs> and a half. What is going Richard on? Richard just manages to make life work out for himself. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those life skills that he has. Uh, Sophie, that's been amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> the book is called oh, Spinning you. Plates. It's out now. Yes. In book or audio book for your sons or ebook for Rob <laughs> if he wants to search for his own name. Yeah. yeah. So he slagged me formats. off at a gig or something where we met yeah. Sunday brunch. <laughs> I met this right prick Sunday brunch. Don't know what his name was, but he had massive nips. Oh, my God. Uh, now, back to my kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks so much, Sophie. Thanks, Sophie. Thank you. Good to talk to you guys. Cheers, mate. Sophie Ellis-Bexter there. She was absolutely lovely, wasn't she? God, busy life. What a life, Rob. Five kids. Absolutely obsessed with how everything worked in her house, weren't you? Just, 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 just close your eyes for a second and just compute hand luggage only. Oh my god! I just send shivers down my spine. Do I have to be on the flight as well? You can't just send rows with five. <laughs> I'll stay at home with the seventeen-year-old. Thanks very much, Rob. <laughs> yeah, just say, have a beer in the hot tub, watch the football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, she's loving. She's got a good oh, balance. Well, right, she works yeah, really loads, right. so it's good to have that. You know, there's a little. You know, sometimes I think with working mums, that having a nanny is a bit like, oh, you have a nanny, do you? Like, but I think you've got to. You, you can't physically yeah, be in two places at once. Exactly. You can't earn money and have kids and stuff. And I think sometimes it's a harsher on, on, on women than men, that childcare yeah. thing. But, yeah, good honour. She sounds like she's absolutely nailed it. Little tuk-tuk. I might get one of them. I love the tuk-tuk. <laughs> you should get one. That'd be perfect for you around your way. Do you think? Yeah, because park it wherever you want. I residence don't... parking. Take her to, to preschool. Come back. Don't have to get the bus. Oh, mate, Don't have to pay a taxi. People saw me in a tuck tuck. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine? You definitely look like Noel Edmonds then. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think I'm cool enough to pull off the tuck tuck. But I just, I'm just imagining. So imagining being in a traffic and a, a black cab stuck behind you, and you're in a fucking tuck tuck, <laughs> and how angry they'd be at you. You outside. and then they go past you, and they recognise you. And your life isn't worth living. And at that the point problem on. is, if, if you go back through Central and you go past like Mamma Mia, and then like loads of drunk mums get in, they think you're like one of them <laughs> you know rip-off what? ones. Do you know what, Rob? The prices they're charging, I'd happily pick up people <laughs> from my stand. Just have ABBA playing on your Spotify. Yeah. Do you know like, what? I've got a gig tonight, Rose. I'm going to make more money by going into the West End and I'm going to be outside Harry Potter. Yeah, so, just um... trying to find a couple of Japanese tourists to charge 900 quid <laughs> for a trip to Old Kent to Road. To Tottenham Court Road, yeah. yeah. Um, wicked uh, well that was Sophie Ellis Baxter um, we'll be back on Tuesday with um, some more parenting chat won't we Josh see you then yes cheers bye, bye. 